Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of Hospital the Tea. Like I said, every week you have to say Hospital the Tea, where we are putting a face to hospitality and sharing all that goes into hospitality from hotels to airlines, boutiques, travel. And tonight we are bringing transportation and uh, trains to you. Uh, transportation to you. So it's going to be a very interesting show. I want to give you a little uh, precursor of what's going to happen tonight, and then I'll give you some updates on the show. Actually, you know what? Let me go ahead and give you some of the information that's going on here, because I know you're always ready for it. The big thing that I want to start out with, uh, first and foremost, is to extend condolences in a tremendous way. Uh, I'm sure that you all are aware of the Astro World two-day fest that happened at NRG Park in Houston recently. Uh, eight people unfortunately lost their lives due to uh, crowd pushing and crushing. It was a Travis Scott concert, and uh, many, many others were injured, some as young as 10 years old. Uh, over 50,000 people were in attendance at the festival, and if you were a part of the um, episode last week where I had security professionals here, they talked about different plans that are in action, uh, that they have a plan A, plan B, that type of thing to help in situations like this. But it moved so fast that eight people unfortunately lost their lives. Uh, so we definitely extend our condolences to the families of those who lost their lives as well as those who were injured. Um, the interesting thing is crowd crushing is not something new at festivals. Uh, in 1979, there was a concert by The Who where 11 people died in the Cincinnati Riverfront Coliseum. They were trying to push in. Uh, and in 1989, uh, at the Hillsborough Stadium in Sheffield, Scotland, 97 people died. So I uh, just really want to make sure that we are aware of certain things. You know, I know people get excited at concerts and festivals when you see the person come on, on stage, but definitely to remember that there are human beings around you. So definitely, um, you know, our condolences from Hospital the Tea. The next thing that I wanted to share, uh, Everybody is, I'm sure you've been keeping up with Hospital the Tea, and I've been sharing with you that November 8th, which is today, is the big day. This is the day where the COVID restrictions have been lifted. The United States travel ban due to COVID ends today. So the U.S. will now once again admit passengers from dozens of countries who were not allowed to travel here because of the pandemic, provided that they can show that they've been fully vaccinated. Not um, the first uh, injection, but it has to be fully vaccinated by a brand that was approved by the World Health Organization or the CDC. So um, definitely that is starting. And it, it is a plus for a lot of people because they haven't seen their family in approximately 18 months. So people are now able to travel here. And that is uh, definitely a big thing. Um, we definitely still, from hospitality, encourage people to be kind on the airlines. United Airlines states that they expect roughly a 50% increase. Now, everybody's not going to come at one time, of course, but roughly a 50% increase of airline passengers. So definitely want to make sure that we continue to be kind uh, when you get to the counters or when you get on the flights, don't hashtag behave badly, okay? Um, another thing, wanted to make sure that you were aware of and just reminding you with United Airlines, they are beginning their nonstop service between Washington Dulles 
in uh, Lagos, Nigeria, starting November 29th, which is in just a couple weeks uh, because time is zipping on by, right? And then also Newark to Cape Town, South Africa, December 1st. Uh, Chicago to Reykjavik on May 26th. Newark to Dubrovnik, May 27th, and Dulles to Athens, Greece, June 23rd. And like I told you the last time, if you see me on one of those flights, shh, it's hospitality doing research. <laughs> You'll see me at a beach or something. So that's uh, definitely what I want to do. So ladies and gentlemen, I say this every single episode because someone always sends me a message after the episode and says, Pam, you are excited about every guest that comes on the show. And you are right. I love it because the guests that come on the show have dedicated not only their time, but their knowledge. And they are here to give you information that you probably wouldn't ordinarily have unless you tuned in to Hospitality Tea. So let me give you a little insight as to the amazing person that will be with us here today. Ladies and gentlemen, let me share with you the excellence that is Madison Butler. Um, I appreciate that they came on the show today to be with us and to share all kinds of great information from the Rail Passengers Association. A little history uh, and background about Madison. Uh, they are a grassroots activist and small town enthusiast. Madison spent the summer of 2019 providing extensive coverage of the national network, visiting over 25 towns in 50 days. That's a lot. In 50 days, advocating for long distance rail and rural accessibility. With a decade of nonprofit experience, including Lexington Area Musician Alliance, Food Not Bombs, multiple LGBTQIAA plus groups, anti-racist action, Kentucky Workers League, co-prop 64 campaign, the PHX no on prop 105, rail passengers association, Woodford County Humane Society and the Woodford Theater, they are committed to the intersectional advancement of civil rights for all. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you the amazing Madison Butler. Hello. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me today. I'm so stoked to be here. I am stoked that you are here. <laughs> so much great information. You have been a part of so many organizations and done so much. Tell us a little bit about some of those really quickly, and then we'll delve into other things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a good place to start would be Woodford Humane Society, Woodford Theater. That's really uh, where I got my start. I grew up in a pretty small town, county about okay. 8,500 people in Central okay. Kentucky. 
Um, so, you know, at first um, I, I just sort of like started working with the theater and I was doing fundraising for the Humane Society. And it opened me up to all these opportunities to start meeting more neighbors, getting in touch with people that may not have a lot in common with, but learned mm -hmm. over time that, you know, through through the arts, through hospitality, through animal care, there's so many cool ways to, to meet people and expand yeah. your knowledge experience. That's amazing. I, you know, it's interesting because I was, I was when I was going through your bio, I was like, small town enthusiast. I, I saw that and I was like, yeah. okay, did you come from a small town? So you did. Yes, I, I came from um, Versailles, not Versailles, Versailles, Kentucky. Oh, okay. Because um, people, I, I bet people say Versailles all the time, right? Yeah. And I tell them, you know, you say, you say Paris, you don't say Paris. So we're oh. just good old Versailles. Okay. But, uh, that works. Yeah. Yeah, and, and part of what brought me to uh, Real Passengers Association was that small town enthusiasm because there's so many small towns that have Amtrak stations that may not right. be attached to the highway. Right. And so you can go to these really cool, really unique little boutique places that you never expect to find without using the train. And I think it was a big part of what drew me to the internship in 2019 and the job as well. Wow. So that is a really great point because a lot of times people go to the big you know, well-known big places, the Miamis, that kind of thing. But it's the small towns that really bring you that home feel and well, good cooking, yes. <laughs> the hospitality of it all. Absolutely. So you made a really great point that uh, taking the train can really get you into a lot of the small towns uh, and that it's not close to a highway. So um, you tell me about, about RPA and how RPA advocates for the people, how they really get yeah. the, that word out. Yeah. So um, it is the like largest and oldest passenger advocacy organization. And RPA, they used to be called NARP. They used to be the National Association. It's a mouthful. We just shortened it down. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you got to rebrand 50 years. Right. In. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> started um, in 1971. And so we're now seeing the 50th anniversary of Amtrak and, and RPA just predates it by a couple of years. So okay. we have advocates from 95 to nine years old who all work together. Yeah. You know, I, I care about passenger safety, about the cost of fare, about being able to get from city center to city center, small town to small mm -hmm. town. And so our mm -hmm. goal now that we have Amtrak on the map and, you know, it's been sustained uh, with the infrastructure bill passing, we have all of these opportunities to grow what our national interstate public rail can look like. It's a really unique really? time. Yeah. And, and with what's going on with the bill right now, this is the most money that Amtrak has gotten at one time in history since its iteration. Wow. Talk about that, that bill that you said that just passed. Touch yeah. on that real quickly. Absolutely. So we, um, our, our team had advocated for about 66 billion to go into Amtrak mm -hmm. um, with a portion of it going to, you know, the Western routes, so your long distance trains with the traditional dining and the, you know, the fancy cars mm -hmm. and to the Northeastern corridor where the electrification is changing what green travel can look like and to expand in the South as well. So restoring those Gulf Coast routes, making sure that people who live in hurricane zones will have safe evacuation as well. Wow, now that's really important. So the safe evacuation during hurricanes to help people get out of the area quickly, yeah, that is yeah, amazing. Yeah, a big part of restoring that Gulf Coast path. Um, and uh, the Gulf, too, is one of my favorite places to visit, one of my personal favorite places to travel. Um, I have grandparents. Um, all of my grandparents are from Mississippi and Texas. Really? Okay. Through there is, okay. Like, you know, 
real down I home Arkansas and lived in Texas. So oh, we okay. know that. There you go. Right. I love it. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I lived in Austin for years. I didn't know. Oh my know. gosh, I lived in Austin. Were we neighbors? Were we neighbors? <laughs> I worked at the Hilton in downtown Austin, right there by the convention center and Sixth Street. Oh, right by the train station too. Yeah, yeah. I was right there. See, look at that. Oh, we have awesome. in common. Hello. <laughs> I love it. Um, I was. I love that you were talking about just different ways that they're restoring a lot of um, trying to really rebuild the Gulf Coast and things like that. One of the things that a lot of people have been concerned about. Um, well, not just COVID, and we'll touch on that in a minute, but um, I have uh, friends that uh, need ADA accessibility, mm -hmm. and sometimes they're nervous about taking a train because sometimes they're in a wheelchair and they don't know if it'll go down the aisles. Can you yeah. touch on what um, RPA is doing to really talk about ADA compliance measures on board Amtrak? Yeah, we have a uh, DEI initiative group. Uh, so diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we have a couple of people who have expressed interest in joining that group, current uh, council people, senior uh, volunteers within the association. Excellent. And we work with a couple of dis different disability groups uh, okay. to get updates on how that's going. We just had um, um, Roger Harris, one of the vice presidents at Amtrak, talk about, and in our last summit, he talked about... Um, you know, getting those stations up to date and what they need to do right. to make sure that stations and trains are both compliant. Cause that's another huge part of it is, it if, is. The, if the train's compliant, you know, there's a whole downstairs on the superliner trains mm -hmm. and there's specific accessibility cars on the single level trains. Okay. So if anyone does not find those in compliance or has an issue with that, I would say definitely reach out to the association because we have a lot of committed um, advocates in the disability world. That is fantastic because a lot of people, you know, um, they're nervous about traveling just on a, on a daily basis, you know, just getting out and having accessibility. So I appreciate that you all have that DEI platform that's really focused on that. So um, talk about uh, Amtrak and the revitalization of the fleet. I, I know I saw something recently. You all restored a train and things like that in Chicago. Talk about yes. that. Yeah. So if you go to um, our YouTube page, um, you can just look up Real Passengers Association. YouTube will be the, the first one up there. We did a video, um, my boss and I, about mm -hmm. the Amtrak refresh. And so right. there's all this, the super liners, those big double deckers, as well as the view liners, the single levels. So a lot of that equipment, um, it is just, it is just age. It just happens, right? We all need a facelift at a certain point. And yep. so they're like all of the bedding, toiletries on board, the seat fabrics are going to change. So it's kind of like a, it's like a lightweight pleather, but it's going to be easier to wash. And okay. I've sat in them. I've, I've sat, well, I've sat in the old cars for hours and hours. I've done almost every national long distance train really? ride. Yeah, oh, I'm jealous. If you want to go anywhere, just like let us know. Seriously, the Real Passenger Association, everyone is a huge train nerd. We all travel constantly. Oh, so, I live for it. Yeah, so so the new seats will be great. You know, they're easy to wipe down. They're super comfortable. Um, and so, you know, in the video, we kind of dive into like these different parts of the refresh. And, you know, I think with everything going on with COVID, with supply pipelines, um, you know, labor, it's not going to just be like the whole fleet gets refreshed tomorrow. But over right. the next couple of years, you're going to see those long distance trains one by one start getting better equipment which is kind of a slow, stable investment, in my opinion. Right. So. But it's exciting, though, because it's going to 
create like usher in a whole new generation of people taking the train i mean yeah you have to have a little more time if you take the train you know mm -hmm. but it, the experience is so wonderful it's oh, exciting yeah. city like, center to city center you don't have to deal with like tsa and all of that too right i, I can be honest i i just i've flown Ooh. twice in the last two months Oh, how'd that go? I feel so deeply for everyone that works for the airlines right now. I mean, I thought it was just a thing on TikTok, but people are getting into knockdown dragouts at the Spirit Airline counter weekly. It's so true. The $35 ticket comes with a huge cost. It's crazy. And it doesn't happen on Amtrak to that same extent. You know, there's the occasional issue, um, but the conductors are in charge of their trains and they run a tight ship. They run a clean ship. And I, I've got a lot of respect for that, considering everything going on. There's a huge push um, in California to get those conductors the same coverage that like flight attendants have. Really? So they'll be federally protected in transit as well, which I think bolsters their rights, you know? Wow, I think that's really important. And that's a yeah. great point. Um, you know, I guess on the train, people think get on there, find your seat, done. They don't have to go through like the whole, you know, pat me down and that you kind of take thing. Your shoes off. Right. I mean, I told somebody on one of the last episodes, I was like, you know, you go to the airport and you pretty much get a little naked, you know what I mean? And get patted down in front of people. Hello. But um, I understand they have to do what they have to do, but trains seem to be a little less, I think it, it reduces the anxiety level, you know? Yeah. So oh, you show up 30 minutes beforehand, you know, I'd say an hour during the holiday season, just okay. in case. But yeah, right. you, you show up, you know, make sure your stuff is somewhat contained. Uh, you can take on a number of bags on Amtrak too. Um, wow. I usually take, I take a backpack and then whatever my big suitcase is, put all my office stuff. Cause I usually work from the train. So put okay. all my office stuff in my backpack. Okay. Um, but super chill. And you know, if you get a room or a bedroom on board, you know, you get that first class experience. They've reestablished the dining cars on those Western routes. Those like two, three day routes. Yeah. So you can really like post up, get a bottle of wine, eat a steak. Hello, chill. wait, you had me at wine, Madison. Come on. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like it's so comfortable. And wow. when I think about that versus sitting with like my knees and my armpits for four hours while, you know, some yeah. kind of with years of experience hops us across a puddle. Yeah, it's so true. It's interesting you say that. And um, I want to delve into, oh, it's so many ways we can go. I love this. Yeah. Um, because people don't think of trains all the time as hospitality. Like, there are right. so many caveats. I mean, you got food and beverage. You got the housekeeping aspect. Like, um, talk about that. Like, yeah. how the food and beverage, like, you open the dining cars. Tell people, like, what you can get on the dining cars. Yeah, I um well I will say for anyone who wants to like learn more about this, like really dive in. Okay. Um, on our website, we have all of our webinars. We have done a free webinar every month for 15 straight to give yeah. everyone the chance to learn about their region or specific issues or catch up with where the legislation's at. And so a couple months ago, I did the impact of positive onboard experiences. And it kind of highlights what we wanted to get out of the bill, what we wanted to get out of return to service. But also, like, I think sometimes people think of trains as like the old timey way that they yeah. used to be with like porters and stuff. And now it's unionized jobs. You know, it's 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 much safer on board. And so we have like talked extensively with the different unions as well as the food and beverage directors at Amtrak. Mm -hmm. 
And so we're going to see really cool menus start to come out prepared in ways that keep their staff safe. You know, the days of the whole swordfish are gone, but there's a yeah. lot of that era that needed to be gone anyway. That's true. That's true. I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan of swordfish. <laughs> so I'm just, I feel so bad for like, you know, they used to do these like nine course meals and stuff, but that is private rail cars that were right. owned by millionaires. These are, these are not the times we are living in. And right. so I think if we can have safe, healthy, fresh food on board that's prepared up to a standard that matches your ticket. And that's the other thing, too. Some of these tickets, you can get great deals on a three day trip where when you think about food, board, um, you know, taking showers, like right. the whole experience, of like getting off the train and on the train. Right. It's, it's what's that compared to the cost of a hotel? It's so true. It's yeah. true. And, you know, and people don't think about that because, you know, they're revitalizing their thoughts on trains and taking a train and that kind of thing. It can a lot of, in a, a lot of ways be a lot more cost effective. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I it's mean, it's flying too. So, you know, you have to get all your stuff together to the airport. You know, for me, I don't drive. I take the light rail. I live here in Minneapolis. So, okay. Minneapolis. <laughs> Come on, it's about to start snowing. Oh, I know. I'm a Prince <laughs> fan, like I'm a Prince fan through and through. So anytime anybody says Minneapolis, I'm like, <laughs> big if you will the picture. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so like, and these the jobs on board too. So like, you're looking at all of, well, not all of, most of the services that you would get from a hotel being provided on board in these first class uh, seats. And okay. we also work on coach as well. You know, the coach uh, conductors, coach attendants, they have a totally different job where, you know, they're making sure that people who are sitting in a seat for two days are also still happy, still clean, still contained right. still good about the trip. So right. I think um, it's it's a really unique experience to work on board. It's something that mm -hmm. I've I've always thought about. Like if I was like, if, if I ever, you know, leave the nonprofit world. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Like, that's I'm where you be. Conductor's hat somewhere. Yeah, there you go. You gotta have the hat. Yeah. <laughs> the hat makes you official. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so you you are talking about um, different things, and I want to delve into that um, more. It's so many, like I said, so many different great areas to go. I want to um, make sure that we circle back to how RPA speaks. Um, on behalf of travelers and what initiatives you guys have. And then I want to take back to the fun part of like the, the hospitality of it all. If you can go on Capitol Hill for a minute and tell me uh, how RPA, what initiatives are going on, how you speak for the traveler and what um, you're doing to advocate for accessibility for ADA, for um, things like the uh, making sure that everyone has accessibility to uh, pricing, things like that. Like, how is RPA really working in those areas? Yeah. So we, um, you know, we have a very small staff, but we have a council, a board, volunteers, uh, so a larger network of supporters. Okay. All kind of, um, you know, when, when the staff gives out marching orders, fall into the fold and kind of help support. So, um, long story short, <laughs> so we have um, a team that does studies, we have okay. a team that does policy, we have a team that does communications. And so we kind of work all of these, these different levels together to figure out and triage how can we most effectively do these things. Mm -hmm. uh, so our policy team and our research team have a lot of overlap and they'll look at things like so this city has X number of people. What's the viability of putting a station there? 
conversation do? What will having that do? And so we look at the economic impact of having public transportation, public rail infrastructure in different places. Uh, and so we, we dedicate a lot of time to that research. And once that research lines up with, um, you know, the chance to reform policy or pass a new law or, you know, write language for a bill, we have these two teams come together and they okay. have sort of a symbiosis in the Capitol. And mm-hmm. then they report back, you know, I'm on the communications team. So they report back to us <laughs> and then right. we get to share the news, broadcast the message. If okay. it involves action, say you need to call a senator, call a representative then our communications team and our outreach team will say, you know, this is a form that you can fill out. This is a person you can call. And I think people are so disenfranchised with the political process. You know, I mean, it's been a long eight, 10, 15, 20 years. So, you know, this is one small way that we can make it super easy for you to reach out to your elected officials and streamline that messaging. Wow. So, you know, you, you, um, you and I communicated prior to this and you were saying things about how RPA is really working at all levels to make sure public transportation stays funded, safe, you know, and supported to create a more connected America. I love that, a connected America, because what you were just saying about um, doing the research to bring a station into a small town, that can mean a lot to that small town. Absolutely. And losing it can mean a lot to that small town, too. You know, I growing up in Kentucky, um, Mm -hmm. we lost the Kentucky Cardinal in 2003. And I remember being, you know, a little kid and I would go down and see my Nana take the city of New Orleans right in New Orleans. And then I come up Mm -hmm. to Louisville and be like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and that that loss. I mean, so there's an entire generation, I think, too, because I talk to people who are in my grandparents age and older. And yeah, you take the train. It's a totally yeah. normal thing, but there's a whole totally group of like car culture people and like boomers who like never had that experience. They right. They went in, they put their cars on roads and now we're like, holy crap, we have all this infrastructure. It just needs, you know, a fine tuning and an overhaul and we can do so much for the environment by doing this. I love it. And, and, you know, and it takes a lot of the stress away when you get to your destination, you're rested as opposed to driving and that kind of thing. Right. Um, You know, so that's definitely important. How do you all um, create funding, raise funding? How does that work? That aspect? We're we're a nonprofit. We, um, Mm -hmm. you know, look for donations. We look for members. Our membership is really cool. There's Amtrak guest rewards. You get a ton of bonuses uh, by joining as a member. And you can also join our, our council uh, of volunteers, which is a really cool opportunity. We pick one person from each state. Uh, well, the, the membership votes within that state. And so one okay. person from each state becomes, you know, the face of the organization for that local oh, wow. outreach. Yeah, it's a yeah. great opportunity. And uh, for students, for interns, it's a great resume builder. Uh, we're always looking for interns as well. Oh, that's excellent. In in any state, basically. Yeah, yeah. We're we're national. So, you know, if, if there's a call to action, we're here to answer that call. I love it. And I have scrolling along at the bottom here where uh, you can join and you can donate. Um, talk about what or happens. Both. You can or both. Both. <laughs> both, too. <laughs> so talk about what happens when people join, for instance. Yeah. What is that? Like I said, we have members that are nine and 98. So we have some people who have been uh, in the association since day one and they mm-hmm. do a lot to, to coach and foster that that spirit of community and our newer, younger members. 
Um, you know, and I think we're, we're in a unique place generationally where I talk to a lot of our, our younger, newer members and they're like, well, the points are okay, but what I'm really excited about is figuring out how to share my message. Right. Yeah. And with our webinars, um, you know, we've done so much to teach people how to um, articulate these thoughts, how to use the data to benefit mm -hmm. their arguments. Mm -hmm. And whether it's talking to your mayor or talking to your governor or talking to your senator, like that conversation is just essential. And so we're really trying to arm the passenger, equip them with the means to advocate for themselves. Wow. And that is important because it's the knowledge, you know, yes. a lot of times when people don't know what to say, they just kind of like, well, I'm a member, you know, I joined yeah. because, but they don't really know what it means and what it entails. And that's one of the reasons why I said, you know, um, Madison would be awesome for this <laughs> to tell yeah. the people, you know, can you talk about like, um, a lot of people are concerned about, of course, COVID. Yeah. Are there uh, any uh, special protocols? I know in hotels and airlines, there's a lot of things. And since people don't like talk as much about train travel, like you were saying, uh, they haven't really talked about COVID protocols. Can you discuss that? Yeah, it's super duper easy for Amtrak. It's put on a mask. <laughs> oh, okay. Wear a mask in the station, wear a mask on the train. If you're eating, you know, you can take off your mask, eat your food, drink a drink. Um, they so they have split up the the dining car and so okay. before the delta variant people were starting to go back to eating in groups but with the okay. variant it's on hold for a little while sure. um you know and as far as the rpa's involvement my boss uh jim matthews our president ceo uh first responder uh volunteer firefighter he's done work with the Civil wow. Air and ex-air force and he worked with the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the CDC, you know, reported firsthand on what we thought was the best advisory protocol. Okay. And our team is all about safety. I, I mean, we traveled, um, my, my coworker, Joella, our, our coordinator and I, we went on a three-week trip in July of 2020. And it took, you know, testing, quarantining. We followed all the rules, but mm -hmm. we had this where we're like, well, we can say whatever we want from our desk, but we have to get out in the field. We have to see what right. the it's like. And whether it's like, yeah, everything's safe or whether everything's actually safe. Right. And, you, you know, that's a really good point because you can talk about it, but you have to really be about it, right? Yeah, and you absolutely. can speak specifically from your experience and how safe you felt. Because a lot of times, uh, like before COVID, the only safety thing people really thought about was, let's make sure the train doesn't, crash or the flight doesn't fall out of the sky. That was right. it. Now it's like, okay, not just safety from those basic things, but from wearing a mask and from someone not being really cranky on the flight, you know, or whatever. So I appreciate that. Um, Can so, I just one sec? Yes. Speaking of, okay, so those people on the flights, right? <sighs> the flight attendant who was like, I had to duct tape him to the seat. I'm here to attend the flight. So that doesn't happen on Amtrak. You get kicked off because the train is on the ground. They will wait. Go back. You froze for a second. Go back to the duct tape. Okay. So you're here. I see. We're good. Okay. So yeah. That that whole thing that doesn't happen on Amtrak. You just get thrown off because the train is on the ground. And I have That's seen. True. This is this is maybe me spilling the 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 hospitality just a little just a little bit. A little okay, little, but I that's okay. Seen, <laughs> I've seen people get um, a little tipsy and the conductor comes by and is like, all right, you need to sit in your seat. 
you know, take this from a 10 to a six, you're going to be okay, but you need to chill. And if right. they get lip after that, toss them out. Sheriff of whatever station, that county, like they just come and get them. I saw a guy get tossed out in Yazoo City, Mississippi, and this was on a Saturday. Yazoo City, Mississippi. Now I've never even heard of Yazoo City. Okay. It's great. Ooh. They've got great food. Uh, you've got Thank Greenwood you. to the south, Memphis to the north. But uh, Okay. Okay. I'm in Huntsville, yeah. so I'm like two or three hours from Memphis. So awesome. there you go. Awesome trip. But yeah, I, I saw this guy get thrown out in Yazoo City on a Saturday night, and they don't have a judge till Tuesday. Ooh. So, wow, you're in the clink for a few days. Yeah. And so most people don't act up on Amtrak the way that they act up on the plane. Wow. I think it's also a different kind of passenger. These are people who know how to like chill and enjoy yeah. the ride. And yeah. it's not about, I have to get there. I have to get my Uber. Oh, you know, that's and that, that mentality, that mentality that comes with flying, that entitlement, you don't see right. You don't. Wow. Because you're right. You know, and I didn't think about that. That is a great point, Madison, because um, people that get on trains, you know, it's going to take a few days. It could take two or three days. And you got on there fully prepared to enjoy the couple days. You're not like, oh, it's late. I'm going to miss my connecting. I'm going to miss my Uber. I got to be at this. You you know, so that anxiety. Level you is yeah, you get there when you get there. Exactly. Yeah. And you hang out a little bit in Yazoo City, Mississippi. So someone can get tossed off the plane. <laughs> so look. That's so funny. I just, the sheriffs are just like, Yep. Oh my gosh. Just ready. Just like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. How do you act up like, oh, that's crazy. But you know, don't make a staff out of your Bud Light cans taped together <laughs> and throw your mask on the ground and call it tyranny. And then what? people just have, yes. Wait a minute. That's what I'm oh, saying. The conductor, sweet. like he, he did this in front of the attendant and the conductor was like, not on my train. Not tonight. Not tonight. I love it. I love that. You can leave. You know, okay, so that makes me ask something. And and uh, going back into the dining car and the yeah. serving alcohol, because a lot of the flights, they're like, mm-mm, we're not serving alcohol. We were going to start serving it, but people are still behaving badly, so we're going to push that day back more. Um, is there any, um, like, on the, on the trains right now, is alcohol being served? Is there any problem with that? No. So the, really? the one problem there, this is the problem everyone's having. And I keep reminding people, and honestly, yeah. this is like the right form to say it. Be yeah. patient. Uh, things Just that we learned patient. in kindergarten, right? Uh. Everyone is, everyone is struggling right now. There yeah. is no perfect service. That's right. That being I love said, the wine on Amtrak by the bottle, totally the same as restaurant prices. Okay, makes they sense. They did a blind tasting amongst their F&B team with a sommelier, picked all new wines. So you Ooh. can get a full bottle of wine now on board. They have a number of beers that they carry. There's always oh. a light beer, always an IPA, and, you know, usually four or five different kinds of alcohol. So, you know, they might not have exactly what you want, but right. they'll have something. Yeah. And if you take the first class uh, options, you take the roomette or the bedroom, yeah. You can pour yourself a drink in your room and all your soft drinks are included. Okay. So you can just ask if you need ice or mixer or whatever. Wow. I, I love personally, you know, I like me and my coworkers will just like yeah. hop on, split a bottle of wine, chill in the room. Right. Like just chill out. Yeah. Just chill out. I love it. So that, that uh, brings us to a good pausing point 
for uh, a moment because I want to have a couple commercials in here, give us a chance to have a sip of water or whatever, and um, then come back and let's talk about the the dining car, the holidays, travel, the fun stuff. I want to know about that and uh, get people really engaged. So we are here with the amazing Madison Butler with the Real Passengers Association. We're going to take a quick break and come back on Hospital the Tea. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Ego Entertainment Network is a triple division multimedia production and media service company consisting of radio, podcast, television network, digital magazine, advertising, live coverage, a full service media center, and more. To find out more about how to start or syndicate a show, advertise, book the Ego Center, or inquire about other services, visit egoentertainmentnet.com today. Ego, empowered greatness optimized. If you are an entrepreneur, podcaster, radio host, cinematographer, or photographer, and are in need of a space to work, the Ego Center is for you. A fully equipped radio podcast studio, photography and film studio, workstation, and small conference area are available for booking. Visit egoentertainmentnet.com to take a virtual tour, book, or join a membership program today. Hey there, if you can hear my voice, this is Pamela, host of Hospital the Tea, here to remind you that Ego Entertainment Network has a lot for your business. Listen, honey, you need to get with it. Ego Entertainment offers various services, media coverage, red carpet services, promo interviews on air. They offer meet and greet services, honey, not to mention other event services. You want to get in gear. Ego Entertainment is empowered, greatness optimized. We're now booking and spots are going fast. Ego serves the United States and all event types, honey. So if you are opening a business, having a store opening, a restaurant opening, and you want some coverage, Ego Entertainment is the way to go. Call or text 317-886-0296 or go to egoentertainmentnet.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking a little break and sticking with us here. I am here again with Madison Butler with the Rail Passengers Association. We've been talking the tea, honey. We've been telling everything. So I wanted to, to get your input and let's talk about the travel. The holidays are coming. People are wanting to get more hashtag outside and uh, just really encourage people because I know, you know, money is, is a little thinner now that people come out of COVID. Um, so definitely want to talk about like the cost effectiveness of train travel, talk about the dining car and all of that. So I'm going to open the floor to you. Spill it. Hello. <laughs> so, start with the dining car. Um this new menu is really, really fun. Okay. Uh, I've sampled a couple items from it. Hubba, hubba. So I took a ride from uh, Minneapolis to Haver, Montana. Uh, stayed the night, kind of just checked, checked out a small town. It's what I do. And then my um, my coworker and I came back the same route. Okay. So we tried um, the steak, the salmon, the chicken. Oh. We have appetizers now. 
they got these cute mm-hmm. little crab cakes that are like on a really? bed. Yeah. And so what they're trying to do is like, okay, so everything was horrible during COVID and Amtrak got stuck because of this amendment that was made with these like TV dinner meals all across the uh-huh. country. And so we worked to get that repealed because okay. nobody wants that. Nobody wants the so, amendment was requiring you to serve like the TV dinner type. Yeah, uh, it was like the the food and beverage had to like justify their existence on board. Basically, uh, the money had to be right. So, but you know that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is to open up your hospitality industry to create exciting, new, fun things on board. And so, I think their team is starting to be able to like get back into that now. Um, and they're looking at expanding this service. So they're first they're really? going to do it in California, and then they're going to see about doing it on the East Coast. So then we'd have more of a traditional dining car, but without the kind of nefarious labor that came with the private car days. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That menu sounds amazing. I don't know about you, but I have never had a steak or salmon or crab cakes. Having lived in Maryland, crab cakes. So I've never had those on a flight. So to be able to relax on a train and just yeah. kind of kick back and look out the window, that's amazing with the crab cakes yeah. and wine. <laughs> yeah. And the dining car too. So they have staggered reservations. And okay. this is one thing that like association people will do for one another. Um, and there's a lot of Facebook groups too. Uh, really? Friends of the California Zephyr, friends of city, New Orleans. Um, my team runs the Amtrak dining car fans group. Really? So, yeah, people like stage reveal, like take little Instagram pictures and stuff. Oh, I love it. Jealous. Yeah, it's super cute. But yeah, oh so uh, Amtrak um, Dining Car Fans is one of our. Okay, I'm going to put that up, but go ahead. <laughs> so, um, and in these staggered reservations, you can, you know, get in early if you want to sit in the observation car to see the sunset, or you can get in later if you like to, you know, have happy hour in your roomette before you go over to the dining car. Um, and so, you know, and as we recover from COVID, we'll get back to one of my favorite things about the dining car, which is mixing groups. And really? so say, say you and a friend are traveling, it's just the two of you. Yeah. And then we've got another set of ladies who are traveling. They'll sit the four of you together. I love and it. So you meet somebody new. COVID, yeah. Yeah. I have met the coolest people doing this. I met a lady who was 86 years old and after her husband passed, sold everything that she had and lived out of two suitcases and was taking Amtrak every single route. Really? Yeah. I've met, I've had dinner with lovely Amish people. Um, I've, I've sat with, you know, people who I would never have sat myself with, you know what I mean? So it, it opens up this really cool chance while you're in this liminal space to like actually meet people where they're at. And I think that's really beautiful. Uh Oh, it's kind of, Oh, there you are. Yeah, no, you're good now. Go ahead. (laughs) But yeah, just just meeting people in this liminal space. And then you get to, so you, you have these interactions that are so singular and so special in their nature because the only place this is going to happen is on board a long distance train. Right. So you said something, you know, it's singular, you know, smaller space, that kind of thing. Um, I'm almost six feet tall. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like 5'11". So a lot of tall people or fuller body people are more co- are concerned about taking a train. I mean, you know, um, you know, they think if they get the little rooms and the, what is it, bunk gets? Yeah, there's the roomette and then the bedroom. The yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like how much space is really in there? 
I mean, I've I've traveled in the roomette with multiple coworkers and friends. Okay. You can do you can do two people if you're like kind of careful about your luggage. Um, maybe check the bags. That's what I recommend, anyways. Check the bags if you don't need them. Like you need toiletries, change your clothes on board. Okay. Yeah, you need like your your computer and stuff, but like your big bag for your trip, get that out of the roomette. Check that. Okay. Um, the bedrooms are a lot bigger. Okay. Like a lot, a lot bigger. If you have a group of two who are a little bougie or a group of three, <laughs> go for the who are a little bougie. I know those people. <laughs> And I would say too, so like for, for bigger people, like, cause I, I'm, I'm five too. I'm, Oh, I'm kind of like a little thick, but like I'm a little short. Uh, yeah. those seats are so much better than flying. Yeah. <laughs> really? They're big. The coach seats are big. I mean, you Yeah. can really sprawl out. And Okay. I've, I mean, I've sat with people that are little string beans. I've sat with people that are full bodied and everyone seemed to like be totally Be comfortable. cool with it. Yeah, That's and good. I've sat downstairs in the ADA compliance section. I've sat upstairs with the the early birds and the seniors, and Yeah. yeah, And I it's mean, good. yeah. The one I will say it's sometimes it's hard to like walk on a moving train, especially Okay. if you have issues with maneuverability. Yeah. But a lot of the attendants are super friendly and super helpful, and like if you need an arm or you need you know just a moment, like people will Right. give you a space to exist. That's good. A space to exist. I Yeah. like that. Um, so you, there are two different types of uh, rooms that you can get on trains. Can you talk about the difference in those? Definitely the bed, the roomette. So it's like a little compartment and you have two seats that sit. Where's my camera? There we go. Two seats like this that sit next to each other. Uh And huh. so then when it's time to go to sleep, they kick them out and they lay down flat into a bed. And then there's another bunk that drops down. Oh. Okay, so Yeah. they kind of fold up almost like a um, futon or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Okay. they go, they both kind of go like shoop and like lay flat. Look at that. Yeah. That's very convenient. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have like a little room to hang out in. And then when it's time to go to bed, you, you know, the, the attendants too are amazing. The LSAs, they, they just show up and like get it done day after day. And I think it's so Really? awesome that these people get this job or they get to check out the whole country, but they just come in, they slide the seats down, put your mattress down, you know, dress your bed for you. And then you drop down the top bunk. Uh, Wow. the bedrooms are I don't know, easily twice as big. Okay. Uh, and they have like a bathroom with a shower and like a little wraparound sink inside of the bedroom on the superliners. Wow. Yeah. I saw an article recently, um, I forgot um, which magazine it was in, but the young lady had taken a train, um, you know, for like two weeks, like you've done before. And when I saw that there was a shower on there too, I was like, wait, what? I didn't know that there was a shower. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in the roomette, there's a downstairs bathroom uh, that you can use. has a shower if you're in the bedroom it's right there and i have a couple of friends during covid that like their little pod was only traveling in the bedroom and it was because of that shower it was because of that i don't have to leave my space to like clean myself Right. and these are people who were fairly at risk and still felt like they were safe to do it because they had this little isolated cabin That's fantastic. So the larger bedrooms, you would probably maybe a family of three, a family of four, Yeah, roughly. you can do you can do three, four in there. Um, and then there is a family bedroom that does up to six, sleeps up to six, but those go Okay. fast and those go early. So if you're thinking right now, like I want the family bedroom, 
right like six months out don't look for like next week yeah right don't do it so speaking of like six months out or next week we're we're in full swing for the holidays i can't believe we're almost to the end of yet another year let's talk about some holiday tips or some travel or i mean i know trains are more cost effective let's let's talk about some tips and inside scoop i would say if i (laughs) If I had like just free reign, I would probably do a family bedroom and go on a family trip as opposed to like going home for the holidays. Yeah. So I think they make a great gift. There's a U.S. Rail Pass is a thing that Amtrak does. So it's 10 uh, coach tickets and it's just under $300. Really? Um, It's under $300? Yeah, it's, I think it's right at two ninety nine, and so it's it's ten coach seats, and you kind of have to, you have to call in, you know, like plan ahead for that. But yeah, it's a really cool way if you want to like jump on and off, or like take a train but take it from one end to the other, and really get to see right. all the cities in between. I think it would make a really cool gift. Um, you could always get a membership to the Rail Passengers Association as a gift too. Of I know course. a lot of people are looking for less material things and more, you know, personal gifts. Um, mm-hmm. And you you can extend a membership to anyone in your family. Um, and then as far as like, you know, just just safety and being responsible on the train, as long as you're masking up, you're getting your booster shot, you're getting your flu shot, you're going to be A-OK. It's a really safe yeah. environment on board. Are people required to like show proof like they are on the airline? Of you, their check, you check when you get your ticket. There's like a box that's like, I have done the things that. Okay, but you don't have to like show your card, that kind of thing. No, you don't have to show your card. You just and it's it's somewhat of an honor system. But I I mean I imagine if you got involved in the contact tracing process, it would kind of suck. So yeah, (laughs) yeah. But like who like everyone who wants to travel knows you just have to jump through these hoops and like get it done. And so yeah, you know as far as the hospitality industry goes, I think travelers are going to be the ones who will do what needs to be done in this case. I think so. I think that's a really, really great point. I love that you've been to so many little cities. I want to ask you, like, what are some of your favorite little cities that you would encourage people to travel to, like to stop at? I mean, Kalamazoo City, what was the one, Mississippi? Yazoo, Yazoo, yeah. Yazoo um, City, right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm partial to the South. I grew up in the South, but I would say um, Meridian, Mississippi, Awesome, awesome spot. Uh, They have a brand new historic hotel. They have a brewery that just started popping off. They've got two other micro pubs, the oldest restaurant in Mississippi, great blues scene. And uh, the the former mayor there who helped, you know, get the Amtrak station up and running, he Mm -hmm. now runs Americans for Public Transit. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and no one would have thought tiny little Mississippi, but it's affordable. Everybody's super nice. They have the Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience, which is a huge multi-level museum. Um, but I would say, you know, that's definitely on my list of small towns. Um, Tucson. I'm writing all this down. <laughs> Tucson. I know Tucson's not really on people's maps, like they think, yeah. you know, like Phoenix or Albuquerque, but Tucson just became a UNESCO um, city. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And in yeah, 2019, on my on my trip, I met with Jonathan Mabry, who's the guy who got their UNESCO certification. And so they have had these amazing restaurants start popping up, uh, inclusive resort hotel kind of vibes too. Um, I'm trying to think, I feel like I should have one more shout out for one more little. <laughs> uh, I'm going to shout out um, Haver Montana for being super underrated as well. H a v e r. H a v r e. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, um, you know, casino wild west vibes. Uh, they've got a bunch of like grills. I had a really good IPA there a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're starting to develop a scene too. And, and it's a lot of younger people that are kind of like, well, come on, grandma, like come, come try this quinoa. Yeah. I know you've been hiding from the Caleb. I know. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah. Hey, those cities sound really fun. I'm looking at those because that's one of the things that I really want to do on hospitality, right? Expose people to different areas. And, um, you know, knowing that these are places that have stops, Amtrak stops, that would be great to give them some shine in the historic hotels, the arts and entertainment districts to that's really, that helps to bring revenue to our small cities, our small towns that really, like you said, would be devastating if we lost them. So that's really, really great. I am so grateful that you are here tonight. You have brought so much information and I cannot say enough about how amazing you are, Madison. I'm so grateful. Now I know, um, I'm gonna say this in the beginning. Well, before we go to the next segment, like I tell every guest, you are now Hospitality family. That means if anything else is going on, if you need to get more, have another platform to expose new legislature or new openings or anything like that with RPA, we are here. We are definitely um, willing and able to make sure that you have a platform to share that information. Even if it's little excerpts and other shows or a special show, you are Hospitality family here and forevermore. So I am grateful that you're here. And so yeah, oh my gosh, you're amazing. You're amazing. Oh, so yeah. now, <laughs> now you've already consented. Usually I ask guests, you know, I'm going to have this third segment called tell the tea where we spill the tea and tell about some interesting experiences that we've had. You've already consented. So I am so glad that you're here. I didn't know if you had a tell the tea experience that you'd like to share. Well, I have a good one. <laughs> Even better, go for it. <laughs> so uh, 2019, I okay. am just a little baby intern for the association on my yeah. uh, giant trip across the country, okay. about halfway through it. And so I got to Kansas City, Missouri, KCMO. Okay. okay. Um, gorgeous station, huge historic station with like parquet floors and everything's old timey. And like, if I was going to have a super extravagant wedding, it would be in one of the union stations in America for sure. Yeah. Right. So here I am like all nostalgic. I'm loving it. I go to check into my hotel. Um, I was a day off on my hotel reservation. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, well, I just have to stay here tonight. So like throw me in a broom closet or whatever. And so they're like, okay, well, we'll just- Oh, you got there a day early. Yes, yes. Gotcha. So I okay. had, this is another thing with the Amtrak tickets is you have to look at the time. Cause sometimes it'll be like, you're leaving, but like you're leaving at 2 a.m. Okay. So you have to be like, oh, 2 a.m. on the 13th, not 2 a.m. on the 14th. Right. Okay. So I just kind of like, you know, when you're traveling internationally and you have to like, yeah. really, like sit there and count down the hours. Yeah. I yeah. just, I, it. I was being, <laughs> I'm doing that on for... East Coast Central Time. And so right. across right. the globe. Woo! Yeah. So, and yeah. I, I got all the tickets in advance. And we planned out the route in advance and I just totally blanked it. So, you know, I sleep in this room and then I switch rooms the next morning and I was supposed to meet with the chef. You know, the whole trip was uh, food themed. And so I was like yeah. meeting these different chefs, go to these different restaurants. Love it. I'm going to write a whole travel guide on it one day, I swear. But oh my like, God. I'd love to interview one of those chefs, by the way. That's a whole nother conversation. Awesome. 
I'll send you some good people. So, Thank you. <laughs> so I'm like, whatever, just gonna like go do my NPR interview, like be a person, go check out the city, get pictures, eat some barbecue. And right. it's like this whirlwind day. And they took my bags up to my new room for me, which I greatly appreciate. So I wander into the bar at the hotel and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have like a 4.30 martini and just sure. chill. Because I just, I'd been going and going and going for date. Chicago was a stop before that. I just been going crazy. So I wow. sit down and nice bartender hands me a martini. And I look to my right and like literally the largest man that I have ever seen is sitting at the bar. And he's wearing sunglasses and a mm -hmm. really nice coat and like brand new shoes. I mean like nice shoes wow. like okay. paycheck with the comma shoes Ooh. so I, he's got this kind of like this like toss back blonde hair and i'm like this guy is somebody but i couldn't like i didn't know because he had the sunglasses on yeah he leans over the bartender and he's like could you put on wrestling my daughter's wrestling tonight <gasps> my daughter okay sure so he puts sure. on like you know mainstream wrestling on the tv and this girl walks out and it's like and now to the stage miss flair and he smiles and I'm like, flair? it's rick flair oh my gosh wait 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 wait, wait so wait, i very wait. quietly put my arm on his or my hand on his giant arm and i'm yeah like, he's like yes and i'm like cool 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 uh, i hope your daughter has a, a great time up there just yeah what she loves well, she beats yeah, everybody up. i don't know yeah we watched her just absolutely destroy this other nice young lady and then he took <laughs> pictures with everyone in the bar he said watched her destroy this other nice young lady <laughs> i mean her foot way back behind her head oh, but, wow. and, and rick flair he was super nice super like friendly you know and i think oh, he'd been God. so troubled young in his life that now that he's like older he's like chilled out a lot yeah yeah, but so he that like tree yeah, he ordered like a salad with beets in it and his wife had like a cup of soup and they were just like totally normal people. Wow. But, like you never know who you're going to meet. You know what I mean? If I had yeah. just been like, screw it, I'm going to go get a martini. I never would have yeah. So, oh my you know, God. the words of Tony Bourdain, like get the extra drink, like get the get extra the cheese sauce, buy it, pour it on top, go for right. it. Right. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, that is a great story. When wow. you said her last name, I was like, Ric Flair, wait, I know Ric Flair. Like, not personally, of course, but we could have been. Would named. you like to? Apparently, we just need to go to Kansas City. We'll find this dude. Clearly, <laughs> let's go. I'm totally there. I let's love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, you're right. It's a lot of these little cities and little stops that you don't really realize you're going to meet somebody amazing. You yeah. really could. And if anything yeah. else, you gain memories, you know what I mean? Any other tea you want to spill or stories that are going on? <laughs> or any next steps for RPA? <laughs> I could share I could share some next steps. We have um, okay. we have a webinar coming up. If you go to realmessengers.org slash webinars, you'll be able to join that. And so we're gonna talk about um you know with the bill passing what made the cut what didn't how we kind of see this recovery trajectory going and that's a conversation okay. we've had every couple of months just sort of like here's where the industries are at here's where hiring firing unions you know all the different moving parts are at and so you know if anyone wants to catch up and just sort of just get with the flow of it and see what we're doing that's a great great way to do it and all of our previous webinars are on there as well too so 
you know, if yeah. you're headed uh, up north, we've got one on the northeast. If you're taking the Sunset Limited from Texas to L.A., we've got one about that, you know. So Sunset I would definitely limited. say check those out. I know you had mentioned something about um, now that we're getting back outside, there's hiring, there's things like that. Yeah. Um, what was that? People are, is this the website here? That, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So Amtrak, you know, I mean, I've heard from a number of teams and all teams are hiring right now. Um, mm -hmm. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, there's got good union jobs, you know, the, the furloughs are really, really tragic. I think a lot of companies went through that with COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can't recommend it enough. Every Amtrak employee that I've you know, built the relationship and rapport with absolutely loves their job and they're not leaving. So that's excellent. So guys, um, like Madison said, www.careers.amtrack.com. That's amazing experience and information that you get here on hospitality. So, um, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Is there any last thing that you'd like to encourage people or say to people for the holidays from the Braille Association? Yeah, I would say if you've never taken a passenger train beyond, you know, like a commuter train or like the monorail at Disney, get yeah. a day ticket, get a day ticket. Look okay. at your closest Amtrak station. Just go to the next station or two stations down and just get that experience. Go eat lunch somewhere you've never been before. You know, support your local businesses, help grow your local economies. I love it. Excellent. Excellent. Oh my gosh, Madison, I cannot say enough about how grateful I am that you've been here. Now that you're family, we are completely hospitality related. So um, I am so grateful. Thank you so much, Madison, for being here tonight. Thank you so much for representing the Rail Passengers Association, giving us all kinds of great information and tea um, here on hospitality tonight. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Pamela. It's been amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. Thank you for being here. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being a part of yet another episode of Hospitality, where you get information that helps you to put a face to hospitality. And I say here, just as I say every single time in the words of Dr. Maya Angelou, people will forget what you said. They will forget what you did. But people will always remember how you made them feel. Make someone feel special today. Extend hospitality. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.